Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show is a very special guest. It is the one and only Adrian with Extreme Performance out of North Carolina. Adrian, what is going on? How are you? Happy Monday. How are you feeling? I'm great. It's a great day. <laughs> it's always a great day when you get up and get the day started, right? There we go. There we go. I agree 100%. Look, Adrian, we are excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Extreme Performance here, you know, first, why don't we give you the floor and give you an opportunity to give the viewers a little perspective on how you would describe extreme performance in your words. Um, extreme performance is basically um, more of an outreach than it is a gym. Um, we have a lot of young, we target mostly youth. Um, we have youth in here anywhere from ages six to 18 years old. Um, we do speed and agility development, a lot of baseball and softball training. We also has a, have a physical therapist that works out of here. Um, and he targets a lot of athletes for prehab, rehab. Um, we do have college athletes that come in as well. Um, and then he does have a, you know, a workers comp population that he targets as well. But, and then we also, which is a smaller side of our business is more of the, um, you know, the adult population as far as training and then that kind of thing. Yeah, completely. I love that. I, I love the description. I appreciate the description and let's kind of dive right into it, Adrian, you know, um, how many members are you guys serving currently? Um, so that ranges. Um, so I would say we are probably anywhere between 150 and 200 because we're smaller. Um, okay. But a lot of our target audience is one-on-one um, -on -one lessons, one-on-one -on -one appointments that are approximately 30 minute long. Um, and then some of the PT um, obviously runs a little longer up to an hour. So it kind of varies you know, obviously for the, the PT and the rehab part of things for athletes based on where they are um, in that regimen, um, it depends on the numbers and it, it fluctuates. Yeah. Um, we're higher in the winter time and the off season for your athletes, obviously, than we are in the summer when they're super busy with your, their baseball and softball yeah. um, tournaments and, and games. Of course, completely understandable. I think it's inevitable, right? I think when, when that is your, your primary demographic. It's going to happen. So uh, yes, I appreciate, I appreciate you just sharing that. And so, um, you know, for you guys, especially having that primary focus on, on, on the youth and the younger athletes here, you know, what's been the best method to get new people through the door? Um, word of mouth, um, real simple for us. It, it, it's word of mouth. Um, you know, obviously if you're, you're doing a good job and, you know, and really focusing on athlete and developing them as a whole, not just, I feel like in society today, um, we have become um, single dimensional athletes. And, you know, we have kids that are just, they're not well-rounded anymore. You know, growing up, we all used to play three sports. We were outside <laughs> and, and now you have a sedentary population there on their iPads and their iPhones and um, that sort of thing. And their parents are, you know, really pushing them to focus on one sport, whether it be baseball and softball, which does kind of keep us in business, but um, they get locked in um, real early um, and, and they aren't getting that well-rounded development in my opinion. So that's one thing we really focus on is trying to develop the full athlete, whether it be the, you know, the, the mental side of it, as well as the physical side of it. Yeah. 
Completely, a hundred percent. I love how it's both component. It brings versatility, right? When, when they can not only feel that they're making a difference mentally, but also see the difference they're making physically. I think it correlates. Right. So I love that. And I just love the philosophy and the mentality you have there, Adrian. That's great. I wish I had that when I was an athlete back in the day. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't we all, don't we all. <laughs> but you know, our idea about, you're probably quite a bit younger than me, but um, our idea about, you know, back in the day was, you know, you were outside running around playing, you didn't have cell phones. They didn't exist, you know? So, you know, you were in season pretty much year round playing one sport or the other and then you know in the summer you were outside with all the neighbors playing cup ball or making up games in the yard and that that whole mentality and philosophy of things no longer exists which is unfortunate i think kids are missing out a lot on that a hundred percent i couldn't agree with you anymore a million percent and so you know uh for you guys i mean being that you probably have you know over 90 100 members you know throughout the whole entire year I mean, how do you guys manage to know where kids are in, in season, out of season, they're, how long they've been with you? How do you manage those metrics on the back end? Um, that's challenging. Um, I have done it many different ways. Um, you know, right now we try to track a lot of things um, on the computer, um, obviously, but I have, you know, I, I keep video um, on my phone, which is not up to date, but we also do, we have the Rapsodo program. So we use that as well to track athletes and see where they're at. Um, You know, but just a lot of it is just old school, keeping it in a notebook, you know, if we need to, and just um, staying in constant contact with them. Um, And I'm, I really try and focus on, and so do my staff is focused on the, the, the youth and the the young athlete, um, whether they be really young at 10, you know, 10, eight, six, or they're that older athlete that's in college, you know, constant contact with the athlete. And, um, when they come in, get an understanding of where they feel like they are versus where their parents feel like they are. Gotcha. Which, yeah, I think that's important. Good it is. It is. No, no, no. And that, that, you know, you either have parents that like that or parents that can't stand that. So <laughs> you either yeah. win them or you lose them with that. Yeah, it's very true. That's very true. I think uh, it's important to to maintain your beliefs and how you want to run the business. I think that's important whether they like it or not. It's okay. Like, <laughs> this is how right. I run it. And so, uh, and that's what brings maximum efficiency and especially if it works well for you and had success for you guys. Don't change what's not, it's not broken. So right. I, I love that. Right. And, and so uh, kind of taking a step back to the amount of clients you do have now. I mean, look, if leads, traffic, clients, all these things are unlimited. I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much how much higher can you go in terms of capacity? What would maximum capacity look like for you guys? Um, so that's a tough question as well. Um, because, you know, I have other individuals that work for me and do lessons for me and um, have been with me for quite some time. Um, but I'm a huge draw for the individuals. Um, and that's just through word of mouth, you know, um, I've tried with the young ones or, you know, even some of the older ones when they come in, um, to let them work with other individuals. Um, but they're, a they're, a lot of them will not, they want me, um, which makes things challenging. Um, just cause my time constraints, cause I also am a full, I am a full-time fireman. So I have a full-time job as well. Uh-huh. Um, outside, outside of running the business. So, you know, that makes, that makes things challenging because the time constraints. Um, but I have amazing people that work for me. And, um, so I kind of, you know, gradually try to work them into lessons and let, you know, the athletes and the, the adults get a feel for them and realize that, you know, they have, they have unlimited amounts of knowledge, 
um, and connections that they can teach these, these young athletes. Wow. Yeah, completely, completely. A hundred percent. And I wish you mentioned that in the beginning. I would have definitely mentioned that when introducing you. I think that's an awesome thing. I mean, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm blown away. And you do all that. Yeah, so, just, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my, go ahead. my career is a little bit, you know, I coach, I was a division two um, assistant softball coach for 17 years um, prior. I had my business part of that time as well. Um, my husband is actually a division two baseball coach. Um, and has been for 32 years now about, wow. um, and coaches American Legion baseball. So, you know, it's kind of all in our system. Um, I left the coaching realm, um, you know, and I'm not a very sedentary individual, so I needed something to do. And, um, some friends recruited me to the fire department. So, um, I've been there five years and have moved through the ranks and am now a Lieutenant at the fire department as well as, wow. you know, so when I'm not there, I'm here. That's it. Wow. got to add a firewoman. You got to add gym owner and superhero. I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, that's a bit of a stretch, but uh, just a human being trying to look out for other human beings. That's really about it. I love that. I love that. Definitely in the business of helping people. I can see that 100% Adrian. So so thank you for that. Seriously. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer question, a a longer winded question here. A good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect. And, and almost put yourself in the interviewee seat here to interview yourself, right, if you will. But, um, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, it's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is getting people interested, getting them through the door. Your acquisition, which is just getting someone from being an interested client to a paying client. And then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Um, so of those three, Adrian, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, personally, as far probably in the very, you know, at the very first stage, um, you know, because I think once I get them, I'm really successful at keeping them for the most part, you lose one here or there. Um, but once I get them in the door, I feel like that's probably where I have the most success. So I'm probably the weakest at, at advertising and, and publicizing and selling myself to get them here. Um, that's probably where I'm the most, probably the weakest, um, to be real honest, but once I get them here, um, usually, usually most of them don't leave and I keep them for a long time, um, as they, you know, as they develop. And then even, you know, I have young ladies that are coming back and working for me now and, and, and men as well in the baseball side of things that grew up here, um, and have gone and played in college and are, you know, now in careers and are coming back working, um, or they've, you know, been here and are going to college and, you know, about to, embark on their careers in college. So um, even from that perspective of keeping them and bringing them back um, to, to give back to the other youth is, that's not a problem. That's, that's probably where the, where the most successful, but initially the advertising and get them in the door is probably the most difficult um, and that I'm the weakest at. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. Uh, the fact that you can put your current success to the side and still have it that you can still improve in places I think that's eye opening oh, for all the viewers, you know. Yeah, yeah and I'm I'm glad that it's like it's like a, it's a major obvious scenario for you, but I think for a lot of viewers, it's, oh well, once I get to a certain point, I'm all good. But I love that you kind of mentioned that. So th- thank you for that, Adrian. Seriously, again. No, if we're not trying already. to go grow every day and get better every day, we're not. I mean, we're not being successful at anything. So that's it. That is it. I love that. I love it. And so, last two questions here, my two favorite questions. What's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long term? Um, for me, I think, I mean, my just, 
I thrive on knowing that I've made an impact. Um, and sometimes you don't always see that impact immediately. You don't see that impact until later on um, in people. So I think that's that's my big picture is just, you know, making sure that I'm always every day creating that opportunity to impact someone one way or another. So one day, one day we'll see it and one day they'll be giving back in the same perspective to someone else. Um, but as far as that's, a, you know, a personal thing, because um, that's what makes me operate. That's just, it, you know, it did as a college coach. It does, you know, at the fire service, it does here. So um, that's my that's me at the core. Um, but as far as bigger, bigger picture for the gym, um, I have this huge vision, um, of creating, um, a program that starts with the youth. We have a, another program in the area that's, that's really, really good. Um, that works primarily with underprivileged youth, um, which I think is amazing, but I also want to expand and, and grow on that to just, a, a full development for your youth athletes so they aren't getting pigeonholed um, and, and start developing injuries. And we're seeing so many injuries now in middle school and high school um, for these athletes that, you know, years ago you didn't see till you, they were in college and older. So I think that would be, um, you know, a, a target area that I would like to see and develop over, as the years to come. Cause if we're not growing, we're not doing so, um, you know, we need to, to target that to grow. Yeah, completely, completely. Such a great response there, Adrian. And, and and one last question for you here, my favorite question. You know, Adrian, if you could go back in time to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Oh, gosh, tough question. Um Um, not to spread myself too thin. I think that would be the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a doer and a mover. Um, so I think it would be to um, do a better job of relinquishing control on certain things and, um, you know, empowering others more to, to have more power and um, make decisions and go about um, creating opportunities versus just trying to have a handle on all of that. You know, I always joke with my husband, I wish there was more hours in the day. And he'd say, he always tells me, no, you just fill it with something else. <laughs> um, so I think it, that would be, you know, one thing I wish I would go back and do again is just get more people involved to empower them instead of, you know, uh, me constantly doing all the time. Adrian, that was a mic drop of an answer. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Adrian, but before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Um, yeah, we are um, Extreme Performance in Salisbury, North Carolina. Um, we do have a Facebook page, so please check it out. And our website as well, it's salisburyep.com. Um, so yeah, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. And if you're around the area, we'd be glad to help. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Just stick around for two more seconds if you can, so I can let you know how you're going to hit the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Just going to yes, close everybody out also here. Okay. Awesome. And, uh, to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, 
Till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Annie and Will from Signature Fitness out of Bellevue, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, of course. I'm excited for you guys to be here to learn more about what it is that you do over there at Signature Fitness. But really, before we dive in to that, I would love to know, you know, what got you guys in the position of, you know, being in the gym industry, being a gym owner, Annie, and, you know, you and your position, Will? Sure, I'll start off. I um, have always been an athlete. I've always been enamored by, by fitness and grew up in a very active household and it's sort of in my blood. Um, I was a competitive athlete in high school, uh, did some club sports at a D1 college in Pennsylvania, and then made my way into the business world. I got my MBA, um, had my own healthy food company for a few years, and then um, our family had the opportunity to take over Signature Fitness. Uh, it wasn't... Um, thriving, uh, you could say the least. And so in 2016, we formally took over Signature Fitness. Um, it's It was a long-standing gym, started in 1990. So with a long history, and we've had the opportunity to like, turn it around and, and make it um, a very viable, thriving business. Awesome. So really, you know, your family saw this opportunity to take something that was not doing too well and wasn't too healthy and build it up into something really beautiful, exciting, um, something that the community needs. Um, so for our listeners, give us your elevator pitch of Signature Fitness. Tell us who you guys are, what services you provide, kind of paint that picture so that our listener really understands your model as we move forward in this conversation. Will, I'll let you, I'm going to hand it over to Will, who's there sure. every day. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. And thanks again for having me. Uh, so we are Signature Fitness. We are a premium fitness facility focused on health, wellness, and athletic development. We are 55,000 square feet, always looking to go onwards, upwards, and achieving at the highest level. We offer all tons of amenities from family members to the most serious athlete, from tanning, sauna, steam room, every piece of equipment you could ever look for. And we have a brand new strength and conditioning center as well, which is 5,000 square feet of amazingness. I hope that was good enough. <laughs> okay. So this is like an all-inclusive facility. Basically Correct. anybody can come in no matter what their goals are and find something that yes. will help them. Um, so obviously with, you know, this type of business model, personal training is something that most of us really enjoy because one, it's really good for our clients. We're able to give them a more targeted approach to help take them to where they want to go. 
But when we look at the business selfishly, it's really good for the business too, because we're bringing in a little bit more revenue than we would on a typical membership. As things kind of stand right now, what percentage of your business would you say is coming from that one-on-one personal style training? So it's definitely um, part of our business. We've had it ever since taking the business over. And it actually used to be a bigger part of the business historically. I want to say percentage wise, it's probably under, I'll give you under 5% of our business. Um, You know, we, we have a lot of serious um, fitness members um, and athletes. And so the personal training is a little bit of a harder sell. Um, And with that being said, we, we do offer it. We have a staff of I believe 10 full-time personal trainers. And so it is, it is still a significant part, but it has been an area of um, a little bit of stagnation. We're trying to grow it and it's been difficult. So that's definitely an area of improvement for us. But I, I would say the um, 5% fairly accurate. Um, just doing the math real quick. Yeah, between five to 10% of our business is personal training. Okay, so, you know, you said it used to be more of a part of the business, but currently you guys have like a lot of hardcore members who probably want to come in and do their own programming. But I mean, you know, off air, you stated that you have like nine uh, or 8,000 members, right? So within that 8,000, there's obviously some people in there that are probably not as hardcore as the next. Like I, I would consider myself pretty hardcore, but I also would, wouldn't mind taking some sessions with a personal trainer to get a more specific approach to help me get to where I want to go. So walk me through, you know, some of the things that you were doing to help grow that personal training program and make it a bigger part of what you do. Yeah, definitely. Well, just about six months ago, I want to say we we changed over some of, um, I guess, an area within the gym that was pretty central to the main floor where all the equipment is. Um, and we we used to house, like call it a pro shop. So we would sell supplements and apparel. And we turned it over to create an athlete's lounge. And in that athlete's lounge, it's really for the personal training department. So our personal trainers will be kind of positioned there throughout the day. And we purchased like a state of the art, I want to say the highest level in body machine that you can get. And so we have um, appointments available for all of our members to take a complimentary in body session with our personal trainers. And that's not all hours of the day. Um, but that's just one way that we've tried to, to create new business, new leads for the trainers. Um, we also, you know, try to do machine Mondays. That's will that's something um, it's new. I would say in the last couple of months, every Monday, one of the trainers will post a video on how to use a machine. And that's actually been well received so those are two, two I guess, um, initiatives that we've done. Will, can you think of anything else? Yeah, sure. So one of the main things we've really tried to accomplish over the past year, I would say, is putting a face to the name. We do a lot more filming um, and social media work with each individual trainer. As you had mentioned prior, we do have a lot of serious athletes here, but our trainers embody that. A lot of our trainers are competitors. A lot of them are, we even have uh, actors and models. Um, 
And so we are trying to put them on camera on our TVs across the gym and really get them more, uh, all of our members to really recognize who they are and what they've accomplished and what they can do for people. So I think that's been the third biggest thing we've done is, as Adia mentioned, we do machine Mondays where one of our trainers will show everyone how to use a specific piece of equipment in our facility. We also have done multiple um, short video segments for our YouTube and for our Instagram and Facebook, you know, highlighting what they do as well. Sorry to interject. We actually just finished a um, personal training transformation competition. So I want to say we had about 15 participants uh, where we basically, they got on the in-body machine and they started in May and they, it was, it was eight weeks, right? Will they, they had uh, to 12, work. It was 12 weeks, 12 weeks, 12 weeks. And so at the end of the 12 weeks, we got the results and we actually just announced the winners. There were three winners, pretty significant prizes too, I want to say. And um, so that's, that's another um, area. This is a great question and one that we should probably reflect on more because we've yeah. done a lot. So it's, it's, it's time to acknowledge whether it's worked. Yeah. I mean, you guys have tons of members. And so I think a lot of times when we have a lot of members, like for a while we focus on, okay, well, how are we going to get the members? But now you guys have the members. So it's like, okay, well, what can we do to continue to grow? with these members um, and so you know looking at personal training and ways to really amplify that i really love the idea that you said annie with the transformation challenge um that's huge because people typically are joining a gym because they want to see some kind of result so if we can incentivize them to join personal training to, to help them see that result and hey there's a prize at the end it's really good for business um, my next question to you would be, you know, since you guys are at about 8,000 members, are you looking to grow? Hypothetically, can you handle more members or are you kind of at the place where it's like, hey, we're, we're really tapped out right now? We ask ourselves that question every day. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we can still grow. We do have some capacity and we are trying to reconfigure our space a bit now because we have this uh is it 1500 square feet will or 2000 square feet body the dynamics track? oh body dynamics oh. yes so we're, we're we're doing multiple initiatives we're expanding and renewing certain areas in our facility that are around 2000 square feet and then another 2500 is being expanded to hold more of those classes that we offer as well so there is yes. room for growth yeah yeah and we are trying to as as many gyms try to do like you know, offer more of that premium, um, and what we call it at our gym, a performance membership. So it's slightly more expensive. Um, and that will obviously cover some of the more expensive overhead that we have um, at the gym. So we are pushing for the, the premium products at the moment, um, but still our, the owner, Warren, one of the other owners, he, He's trying to get to 9,000 members. I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see where we, how we can get there, but um, yeah, you know, we're a high quality facility and we, we want those higher quality members who, who will be, uh, be with us um, throughout um, the thick and the thin, even, even when we're under construction in various parts of the gym. Uh, I do think though the main, our main concern really isn't actually the facility itself because we have room to grow. Um, and we are very fortunate to where we have, I, 
I want to say around 225 parking spots. And even then that ends up being kind of our, our only um, challenge I would say is just finding people places to park. Cause there's parking all over the building. We have brand new lots that we paved. Um, but, and we are, we're in a more urban area. I, I don't think we, we describe that. So it's not like we're in a, in a, a strip mall with, you know, tons of parking right next to each other. We have a few disparate lots as well as street parking. So I would say parking is, is a constraint for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we don't have places for people to park, it's like, well, we can't really, you know, take on too much more. Um, yeah, we've, we've toyed with the, uh, the idea of like valet, but that's something we never, we never actually pursued. <laughs> Ballet and and a parking garage we've even toyed with like build, building upwards just so we can fit more people. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to think about, but maybe something you know as you guys continue to grow, you never know. Um, what have been some of the things that you guys have done to help fill the gym? Like in terms of eight thousand members, where are you finding them from? A big thing that we launched our app. Uh, three years ago and um, we have a, a, a big time referral and word of mouth um, promotion or just you know button on our app uh, so that's definitely a, a strong area just the, the referrals positive Google reviews as well um, and, and as our sales team likes to say like walk-ins people walk in all the time and they usually come via, you know, someone telling telling them about the gym. We we have done some uh, advertising on Facebook as well as Google Ads. Um, it's definitely harder to to measure, although we're trying more and more to um, get that data um, and be more data focused on on how we attract members. Um, those are our main areas of growth. Oh, and then the big thing is during COVID. Uh, we invested a lot in the gym and it's definitely paid off. We did an entire remodel of our exterior as well as, you know, when you first walk in our lounge and our juice bars like front and center and those were all, you know, um, renovated and we basically gave the gym a big facelift. And so it was kind of stuck in the, like a nineties color theme. And um, we just, we brought it really up to date. Um, it's, it's way more modern and uh, appealing to mo more people. That's awesome. Um, and so I guess I kind of want to ask, you know, a, another question here is when you look at the business right now, what would you guys consider to be your biggest bottleneck, your biggest challenge? And what are you doing to kind of work on overcoming that? Hmm. Parking. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, we, we do face um, some crowds. Like, we definitely have peak times at the gym. Uh, we're exceptionally busy from like 4.30 till 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. Um, so there's been some, some times of, uh, you know, riffraff on the, on the main floor. The other um, thing is bags. People bring bags into the gym that are basically obstacles for members, um, also for our cleaning crew. Um, and that is something that we are perhaps going to solve, Will, with, <laughs> you can introduce what, we, what we're proposing. Sure. Yeah. So we essentially are looking to 
as we had mentioned prior, you know, when you go to a higher end facility, whether it's a, an Equinox or a Lifetime, everything is branded and everything is unified under one umbrella. So what we will be looking towards doing probably in the next three to four months is actually introducing like a new bag policy where we'll have like either a drawstring or a backpack that is signature fitness branded. And that would be the only thing allowed on the main floor because when there is, you know, on the peak hours, 300 people, eh, 300, 250 people on our, on our floors. Um, and someone's got a gym bag that's this big and, and pe- it's a tripping hazard and it can be all yeah. those types of things. So um, strategically trying to introduce a new bag policy while also branding and, you know, when, so that when people walk, you know, down the street or wherever they see our logo and our name and that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, so, people walk in with like duffel bags and they just, and, and, and we do, you know, we have occasionally run into some theft issues too. You know, we're, we're missing dumbbells here and there. And so um, that's, it's something that we we're acknowledging through, through the new bag policy. Okay. I, I, so it sounds like, you know, the biggest issue here is just like space. I mean, really you have 8,000 people, we're going to run into some space issues at those peak times. And so to combat that really cracking down on, you know, bags and figuring out the parking situation and, and whatnot. And so my next kind of, and this is probably the more lengthy answer that we're going to get here on the podcast. And if I were to hand you guys a magic wand right now and said, all right, all your dreams and goals for signature fitness have come true. You reached them all. There's no limitations here. What would that picture look like for you guys? I, I, I would say let Annie answer this because we probably have... <laughs> Maybe two different answers, but I'm sure they're they're all positives. Annie, go first. <laughs> Magic wand. Uh, I think it comes down to that creating the just sustaining, you know, the positive, amazing place that we've built for our members, like you know keeping it this like what people come into the gym and they just like feel and sense this incredible energy it's like someone's described it as like an amusement park for um the fitness enthusiast um and just keeping that energy but at the same time as will said like we we have this growth mindset of growing so like there's the 24 7 operations that we we have to manage there's you know a lot that goes into running the the show and and the people that work for the gym so it's it's like a we we need to make sure that we can hang on to our strong culture that we've built but keep honing it and and making sure that everyone can still work together as a team because you know we have i think 15 to 20 full-time employees but there's a ton ton of part-time employees. We have a lot of college students that work the juice bar. So we definitely have, um, you know, turnover that we have to manage, but we, we do have a very strong core team that still has to work really well together for the gym to run, run um, smoothly. So it's this, <laughs> the magic wand is, I guess, like for culture to continue to, um, to thrive. Okay. That's my answer. Will, do you have anything to add? Sure. Yeah. I, I think everything Annie said is, is a hundred percent on the money. You know, my goal, 
you know, I, I kind of help Annie and I run our, our weekly meetings, which we'll actually have in about an hour and a half from now, um, but is creating a, a core team. But with that, I think every single member that walks through our doors, we consider it a high value member, but we also want every single person that walks through our door to wear our apparel, buy our shakes, buy PT, really come into our ecosystem at Signature Fitness. And then once they do that, I know the other owner, owner Warren, would agree uh, slash be scared of me saying this, but maybe we replicate it into one day a second Signature Fitness. It's kind of hard for us to imagine that because we are such a large facility um, and just the capital in which it would take to do that would be massive. But I think if we could really final, um, I'm sorry, um, Refine. Refine. Yeah. Thank you. Refine exactly what we do here and create this perfect signature fitness ecosystem and then duplicate it one day would probably be like the crazy out there magic wand kind of goal. <laughs> Honestly, like I know that it seems like really far fetched, but people have done it. And so I think, you know, with your great team, you have a really small, close-knit team. Um, that's something that could be a reality for you down the road. Don't lose sight of that magic wand situation. Um, last question, what is the social media? Where can our listeners go to find you guys? Check out that content that you've been making, Will. Sure. No problem. I would love to answer that for you. So first and foremost, our Instagram is signature fitness NJ. You can also find us on Facebook. If you just type in signature fitness on YouTube, you can see all of our uploads, including the signature cast where we talk bodybuilding business and everything in between. We have a ton of episodes there. We can also listen to us on iTunes, um, Google podcast and Spotify. Uh, but I will say our main outlet would be our Instagram there, you can see everything that we offer. Um, you can also take a look at our athlete that we have um, in-house who is Sean Clarita, who is Mr. Olympia, along with all of our members and a lot of our offerings. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and a lot more, hopefully. Okay, cool. And the dinosaur, our website, <laughs> signaturefitnessnj.com. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, the website, signaturefitnessnj.com. Cool. Thank you guys for being here today, for sharing all your insight. Um, it was wonderful hearing from you both. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast. Fill out the link in the description, and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. 
Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Marianne Marston from London Boxing Training out of the London, UK. What's going on, Marianne? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, excited to have you on. I almost got a little tongue twisted there in the beginning, <laughs> but I made it through. Um, no, I appreciate you joining today. It looks like a beautiful day. I wish the listeners could see your background over there in London. It looks it's like a beautiful, gorgeous. sunny, cloudy day. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Well, it was a need for, for women's boxing, to be honest. As I say, I was training um, in America as a, as a professional boxer. I had problems with my visa, so I came back to the UK. And uh, when I came back to the UK, the best I was offered was to do um, exercise. And this is at proper gyms. Even though I'd been training with Joe Frazier, I'd been training with some of the you know, best people. Right. And uh, so it made me quite determined to set up something for women. And after I did that, I realized that it needed to be for women specifically, particularly the classes. Yeah. They couldn't have men wandering around at the same time. It, it needed to be fundamentally women only. Okay. So I focused on that. There we go. And so you've been in the game for 12 years, correct? Yes. <laughs> there we go. So you started as a boxer yourself, um, boxing in the U.S., training in the U.S., ended up moving to the U.K., tried to get into some training, some boxing training, and they didn't give you the position that you felt like, you know, that you yeah. have the skill for, right? But so you ended up carrying on fight, uh, fighting them and then eventually fighting in the U.K., but it was, yeah. Okay. The need to provide facilities for women and the need for me to be in a gym too. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. So let's see, London boxing training. I would love for you to give your own elevator type pitch of you know the services you offer and what you guys do over there. All right, London boxing training is about training people in proper boxing. Our, our coaches are all professional boxers. I, I have found it very hard to find somebody that has done a course in coaching boxing mm. that is capable of teaching boxing properly I, I actually think you have to have spent time in the ring so that's the first pillar really is that this is proper boxing training you will be taught how to throw a punch properly male or female if you come as a, as a private client a personal client then you'll be taught proper boxing training and it's the same with the classes and this is what i wanted for the women to give women an introduction to see if it was something they wanted to do more of and it had to be proper boxing training, not boxer size, mm. not, you know, it had to give them an option. And also, I think learning the sport correctly gives women confidence. Yeah, There's yeah. a big difference knowing you can throw a proper punch to just windmilling at a, at a pair of pads. Okay, okay. So a big focus for you is, you know, not only the women that come to your facility, but kind of empowering them, right, and, and helping them build more confidence, be more confident in, in everything that they do. I, awesome. I see it happen so many times that yeah. like, it, it became a realization for me that I have to encourage that. And so do you guys focus more so on the private training aspect of things or is group training what you focus on? Um, 
at or the moment. What do you want to focus on, right? Like what, yeah. what's well, more beneficial to moment, you? At the moment, the focus is a, a slightly more to the private training because over the past period with COVID and everything, a lot of stuff got transferred to Zoom and it was funny enough, I was surprised I could do that with boxing training, but it worked pretty well over the pandemic. But of course the classes were a little harder and a lot of people drop off in, I don't know, classes don't have the same, I'm gonna come back every week the same way a personal trainer does necessarily when you're on Zoom, they skip a week here and there. But um, now I'm, we're back in a, a new facility, um, a proper boxing facility, huge facility. We've got like four rings and 20 bags. It's amazing. And we're looking to build up the classes again because the classes are my lifeblood, but they're also my joy. <laughs> my, my other half says he never sees me smile so much as when I'm teaching the classes. <laughs> there you go. So, so 12 years for you and your business here. So what's been... I think this is a good question for even the listeners too. What's been like the most difficult or unexpected thing when it's when it's come to running your business over the past 12 years? The most difficult thing has actually been getting people to understand that these are female-only classes. Um, and that's, I'm talking about the facilities we've worked in. Um, I remember um, before we had our own place, we were, we were in somewhere and there was a son, a, a man training a young boy. And I said, look, this is, this is our time. This is women's only time. And he said, but he's only a boy. I said, but you're male <laughs> and adult. <laughs> and, and it was little things like that people didn't understand because in England, obviously we have a, a large population of Muslim women, women who cover their heads for religious purposes. And I also felt they needed a bit of empowerment I mean, they need more empowerment than the rest of us, right? right, right. So, so I wanted it to be accessible to everybody. And that meant some privacy. Yeah, yeah. And, and so how many, across. how many members are you currently sitting at right now? Just curious. Uh, I think it's 120 at the moment. 120. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. How, how big is the facility? I know you just moved to a big facility. What's that look like? Um, it, it's the KO gym in, in Bethnal Green, sort of basically the heartland of boxing in London. We take up three railway arches. I don't know if you have any equivalent that you can visualize in America, to oh, be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> Huge. And as I say, we've got one, two, three, four, five rings, uh, uh, a padded dojo area. So we're hoping to encourage um, other martial arts to come. Well, I know how big rings are. So if you have yeah. five rings, that's a, that's a pretty good size facility. Yes. Um, but cool. So you're sitting at 120 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Well, I would like to see some new faces coming in through the classes. That's why we're looking to um, expand the classes. Now we're in the new facility. We have a base to do so and the space to do so. Because that was something that was lacking before. I always had to keep the classes quite small and I don't want to take them massive because with boxing, you need to be able to stop with each person and spend a little time correcting their, their maybe their punch or, or their footwork or whatever. But it would be nice to just have a little, little bigger classes and not feel cramped on the equipment, which is what we've got the ability to do now. With there you go. And so what would you say? Sorry. Did you say something? Go ahead. I said um, 20 heavy bags. There's not going to be any sharing anymore. Yeah. That's the important thing. <laughs> there you go. So, so 
what's like the goal number for you in your head, right? When you think of like, hey, I want to grow a little bit. Let's grow these classes a bit. Um, what's the number where, you know, not only you could handle the amount of members, but it'll increase revenue, increase profit for you, put you in a better position as a business owner? I think around 200. 200, okay. I, I don't want to go um, mad because yeah. I still want to be able to offer time. And we also offer um, clients who are, abs you know, come every week at a regulars, they also get offered the chance to come in the gym if they just want to hit a bag themselves. So we have to allow that too. And yeah. do you have your clients pay on like monthly EFT or do you have them pay per class per session? They're, they have the option of both. It costs them a little more if they pay per class. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can buy packs of classes basically. What's more popular for your members? Um, a lot of them like the 10 class pack, so they get uh, basically two, two and a bit months of classes and uh, um, five months to use them in. So okay. it's, you know, they don't have to use them all up straight away. Right, right. It's good that you put like an expiration date because that's something I've noticed when you do the class packs. It's like, hey, you sell your member 10 classes and then it takes them a year to use the 10 yeah. classes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty weird, right? Because, and then on one hand, it's like, hey, if you have them pay monthly, all of a sudden they're coming more often, trying to get the most use out of what they're paying for. Yeah. Um, so, no, funny. Uh, to so see. It, it encourages, well, better behavior on their part too for keeping their fitness up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, so, what type of things are you, you know, I know you want to get to that 200 member mark eventually, build up your group classes yeah. again. Um, what type of things are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Well, at the moment, um, I've just started work work on the personal training side, and we're just um, sorry, we just finished work on building up the personal training side, and now we're going to focus on the classes. And that usually centers around what I'll do is I'll do a few free classes as startups, which tends to involve my regular girls because they all turn up, and then we film them. So people have an idea of what goes on in the classes. Then we do an online campaign, basically, so cool. people can see the classes in action, ask any questions they want to ask. But I mean, the classes are literally open to anybody. I have dealt with people with um, hearing, uh, literal deaf, partial hearing. Yeah, yeah. I have even dealt with partially sighted people in a class. <laughs> I've had a lady with her guide dog. Um, I've had a grandmother and a granddaughter come together. So there you go. You know, this is literally it's open to everyone and I'm prepared to train you in within the class system as far as you want to take it. So once the basic classes are rolling, we then open up advanced classes for people that maybe want to get in and spar okay. and, and do a little bit more. So there's always something to add on, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Some yeah. option because Boxing, even for me, as, as somebody that's one belt, it, you don't stop learning. Yeah. Every time I'm on the bag or, or training myself, I'm trying something new. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's not like running or something where it's a single focus sport. There's right. always something else to do. Right, Speed right. Or, or flexibility or something. And, and that's a good perspective to have because that comes, I think, to everything in life, right? You always have more to learn always have more skills to grab onto. Um, so you told me that that you promote these group classes by filming a video, then running an ad campaign. How does that work? Do you guys do it on like Facebook or Instagram? 
basically across pretty, well i haven't really got in into um oh dear i can't remember the name of it i'm not into it but instagram facebook uh twitter obviously without the film i suppose i really need to think about tiktok but i i haven't <laughs> i haven't quite grasped that yet yeah the nettle i'm not sure how much use it would be to be honest i um, find instagram a good um, tool and the fact that you're using any digital marketing at all, I mean, all of this stuff is so new with the internet, right? Some people are completely yeah. against using social media to advertise. And then you see other people who absolutely kill it running ads and, you know, could fill but up. It's always been a part, even before, you know, social media was the way it was now, right? In the early days, it was always a part. I would, I did interviews with um, uh, publications that had online. Mm and used Facebook at that time heavily because that was pretty much all there was. So, you know, Facebook and uh, Twitter. Um, but yeah, I used other online publications to get my message out as well. And simple things like like occasionally just flyering. <laughs> it sounds strange, but you know. No, 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 I told especially in, you know, when you're trying to build like that strong baseline of members. Yeah, if you like, want the local base area. Yeah. Coming yeah, in, yeah I, I think it's well worth doing. I mean, boxing's strange because obviously I pull in from all across London because it's a specialist thing. But right. it's good. The local area is good because that brings kids in for boxing classes. And that will be another area, too, that we'll expand into. Cool, cool. So, so for the advertisements that you run, do you run actual ad campaigns on the social media platforms like so through facebook business manager are you creating a campaign not yet that's um, to be honest it's something i have been thinking about recently i'm i've kind of got to the level i personally can get to on understanding using social media but and that's okay fortunately, fortunately i have some people that that are somewhat more skilled than i am and uh, they'll be helping me with this <laughs> yeah 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 definitely yeah. a smart I, I think it is the way to go especially yeah. if we keep wanting to pull in new and uh, the next generation the next generation this is where you have to be very true very true and definitely a smart tool to look into and utilize as well right yeah um yeah and who's to say like as a gym owner right i mean i i think most people who get into the fitness industry or opening a gym they don't necessarily realize that they have to be a marketer as well, right? So who's to say that, like, you should spend 10, 12 hours a day here trying to learn how to use these platforms? It's exactly. like, is that really the best use of your time? I'm sure you could pass it along. Uh, to it's really else. not. <laughs> right, right. This is okay. It. So, so yeah. how many leads would you say you get on, like, a given weekly or monthly basis here, given all the forms of advertising that you do do? Um. It's weird. That does go up and down throughout the mm -hmm. year. It's, it's uh, there are certain predictable times. Obviously, January <laughs> is always a good one. Yeah. Um, but I suppose if I averaged it out over the year, probably ten to fifteen on the personal training inquiring, and the classes tend to come in groups because girls come with friends. So you'll put on any given week you might get five inquiries that turns into 15 girls mm. there you go okay and, and for leads for you is that a number that you're satisfied at right now with the rate of growth you want to see would you like to see more people i would like to see more leads but what i am pleased with is what we do get turns over okay 
and and for that that's my priority i don't want to deal with a hundred people asking silly questions only to get one right right and <laughs> that has been a thing in the past so I've, I've made sure that everything on the website is as clear and as explanatory as it can be so you know people can make up their minds properly without too much wasted time yeah yeah so for you it's kind of like hey we have a good sales process we have good client retention more so it's like, hey, let's figure out how to get some more people coming in through the door so that we could actually turn them into members. I mean, boxing seems to suffer from, um, uh, in the recent years, a certain fadism. It goes up and down in stages, you know, especially around the Olympics. Obviously, there was a lot of pickup around that time, the 2012 London Olympics with the first female boxing events on it. Right. So that was a big pickup around that time. Then it dropped off a little bit. Now we've had the Olympians turn pro. We've had another little pickup. Have you the ever thought- The men stay steady all the time, but the women go up and down. Right. Have you ever thought of using or utilizing, you know, different, maybe like Facebook ads or Instagram ads so that you could have a consistent lead flow? Cause that's an issue, especially with boxing, right? It's like, hey, there's busy months where people, January, like you said, where everything fills up. And then you get months like July where it's like, nobody's yeah. watching at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. have you ever thought of, you know, finding a way to keep it consistent? The thing in England is if it's a sunny evening, the class will be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Every far rather go and sit out with a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite for me over here. Usually if, if it's cold is when people don't show up for me, but for you, I, I guess it's a little different being a, yeah. in a more like sunshine. Way. We've got to get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so tell me a little bit, what does your process look like for when you do get a lead, right? Let's say it is myself, maybe my, my mother, and we hear about you from a friend or a family member and we walk in through the door, or maybe we see you on Facebook. Um, what's your process to turn me into a paid member? Well, you have an option once you've encountered this of calling or emailing. And uh, at that point, it really depends what questions you have. That That's the main the main issue I have when I'm dealing with anybody is what do they really want to know? What are they asking? And usually I can answer the questions and it's not a problem. I think when it comes to boxing for women, they've already made that decision in their head that they want to go ahead with it. Right. Um, so it's not really so much that as do I have a class that fits their time? Can they afford it? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, cool. So, so for you, um, you kind of do like a consultation type thing, like, hey, why are you here? What's your goals? Where are you trying to take this thing? And then from there, do you put them in like any free type of classes or free trials? Um, we don't generally do free trials. Good for you. Need to. They're welcome to come and watch if they want to get an idea of what goes on or if they're concerned about the level of privacy, if they're religious. Right. Uh, they're more than welcome to do that, but... No. Yeah, I, I've noticed a lot of times the free classes isn't what makes them buy. It doesn't right? work. I, it doesn't I, work I, at all. I was in one place where they wanted to put, um, I can't remember, was it Class Pass that the company wanted to put clients through? And they come once because they get their free tester and they never come back. It's just right, like right. they're basically bouncing from free class to free class on a weekly basis, if you know yeah. what I mean. I've seen some basically owners. what I would do if I had that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, let's save money anyways. Yeah. Try out a bunch of different gyms. Exactly. 
No, I, I've talked to some gym owners too who will give like, you know, seven days free classes, two weeks free classes. That's too much. If they don't uh, know what they want from one class, then, right. then, then yeah. Yeah, they should know what they want after the first conversation with you, right? After yeah. talking to them about their goals, how you could help them reach there. It's like, okay, do you want to do this or do you not? Because a free class won't yeah. take you there, right? The people that I talk to that do the free week long classes, I'm like, so how does that work for you? And they're like, well, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, you know, no, they do the free class and then they leave. Um, cool. But, but so do you track like your conversion rate for your sales process? So like, let's say the amount of people that walk in through the door versus the amount you're able to close. Um, I think it's mo we've closed most of them. Generally, I think from inquiries, it's, I would say it's probably nearly a 90% conversion rate. As I say again, because the inquiries, they, they tend to already have made up their minds. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. And, and let's see here. So, so we did, or how big's the team actually? That's something I should have asked. How do, do you have other coaches, other trainers? I'm Not sure you do. No, um, I have, I have the person that helps me with um, the uh, marketing side of things and okay. That's it at the moment. So we're hoping to bring somebody in to expand on other things, though. Um, it would be nice to expand into martial arts since the facility has the space and equipment. Yeah. So, and it's got to be a lot on your plate too to be, you know, so training. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I'm not a specialist in martial arts, so it would have right. to be somebody. That's that's my consideration. So, how how often are you training daily right now? Um six days a week uh about four times a day on average wow okay okay and, and would you say you know it's within your goals or plans to eventually you know maybe hire some people so you aren't so needed for the day-to-day -day within your business maybe you could take a step back have a couple of days off if you want go on vacation is that something that you want to work towards eventually yeah that would be nice um I don't, I'm going to be honest, I've seen some really bad things happen when people have brought other people into the business, I'm not saying, but in the gym world, I have seen yeah. some really bad mistakes. So if I do that, it would have to be very carefully pulled out. It would have to be absolutely the right people. Right. So you get, you get a little nervous when it comes to like, hey, should I let this, you know, new person into my gym, start training everybody? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, without being funny, I would probably be recruiting from the boxing world if it was uh, to work in the boxing side. And <laughs> they're a doggy bunch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and so you also mentioned wanting to add some different type of services, things yep. like possibly martial arts. Um, what does that look like? How, what other services are you thinking about offering in your gym? Well, I would prefer a holistic approach as well, injury prevention and um, injury, well, working on injuries, things like yoga, stretching exercises, mobility exercises, things like hot yoga, um, things like that that are, are kind of holistic to any exercise that you do. You should be doing these things. You should be stretching doing physio exercises to strengthen certain areas and anatomic adaptation where you strengthen, say, ankles or knees because you had injuries there, things like that. I'd like to introduce that. 
Very cool. Have you ever thought of um, adding in or, or doing any type of like nutrition or accountability work in your facility? Well, um, I am a nutritionist anyway. Cool. <laughs> uh, I was diagnosed as a celiac 15 years ago. And then at that time, there was very little known about the diet. So I took it upon myself to educate myself for the most thorough way I could find. And I, I do do nutrition advice if people that are already clients require it, it is available. I hadn't actually considered it offering it as a separate thing, except to professional boxers. I do um, occasionally take on clients' um, preparation for fights and things I've done nutrition advice for. Okay, cool. So, so you are a nutritionist, so you know, you're well versed in that side, but you don't include it as like an extra service that people could purchase? No, not at the moment. Um, generally, if somebody comes to me um, on a personal training issue and their weight is, for instance, a particular problem for them, then I will discuss their diet with them at the time anyway. I'm not a cheap personal trainer, so I, I feel fair to include some. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And that's okay too, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the way I look at it sometimes, especially with, with gym ownership is like a lot of times people are going to be buying these services outside of your facility, right? They might be getting yeah. things like maybe nutrition advice or supplements, or, you know, maybe they might be doing some type of massage therapy or something along those lines. And it's like, hey, if you could offer it, within your facility it makes it all that much better for you you're giving more value better service and then on top of it you yourself are able to make you know some extra money as well um, so um recently in the last few years and obviously with covid that kind of stopped but we've got the space now so we will be looking at that again i used to have a couple of fantastic uh masseuses. and occasionally uh, another good thing for a gym is um sports masseuses. When they're in training, they have to do a certain number of hours of work for free as long as no, you write right. a report afterwards. And I found that also a very useful thing to add to a gym of head because they want to work on certain things and boxing produces certain muscle group injuries, right. etc. So we've also had that available. Cool, cool. So, so Marian, I have to ask you're here on your 12 now. Um, if you know, for your idea of the perfect business, if you had a magic wand, right, let's say like a magic business wand, you could tap your business, it'll be in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like to you? Mm. A boxing facility that is humming with professionals in the morning and everybody else the rest of the day from kids to adults. All there go. loving what they're doing. I, I, I gotta be honest, I talk about the martial arts, but boxing is the one true love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could tell, I could tell you're very passionate about it. So, so what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that's holding you back from that point of being able to, you know, have a full schedule, have a full um, membership base? Well, at the moment, it's just the bottleneck has been coming out of COVID and finding the new premises and getting stuck in there. Now I'm established there. We should be able to break through that once we get the marketing going. Yeah. So I don't yeah. see that as a, a serious problem. It's just one that needs to be focused on now. Right, right. So so you made it to that point now. Yeah. We're post-COVID, hopefully, yeah. so to speak. So, so start running the campaign now because people in England are always a bit, this is the time of year everybody goes away on holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if we start timing things right, now is the time to start working for September, getting people aware, 
getting parents aware that there's a, an after-school class for their kids when mm -hmm. they come out of school, things like that. There we go. And, and so, so we know what you want for your business now, right, Marianne? We know you have a big passion for not only boxing, but for training your members, training the women, helping them become more empowered, more confident. Um, but what is it that you want from the business, right? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? Well, as long as I'm comfortable so, you know, financially, I, I'm not looking to be you know, wealthy. What I want is to not feel like it's hard work, which most of the time it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I want to enjoy my work, which most of the time I do. And I just want to earn enough, earn enough to be comfortable and to get as many women learning how to punch as possible. Family believe that for all women everywhere should know how to throw a punch. Yes, I believe that thoroughly as well. <laughs> and I appreciate you, man. I think that's a perfect spot to start to wrap things up on this episode here. But before we do head out of here, please give a shout out to your website, Instagram, Facebook, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Well, you can find me at londonboxingtraining.com. You can find me at womensboxingclasses.com. Those are the important things. Marianne.marston on the internet. You'll find me there too. Yes, you guys. Um, make also have the Facebook pages, London Boxing Training, Women's Boxing Classes, and London Boxing Classes. You just yes. put that in, you will find me. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys. Make sure you check them out. Marianne Marston from London Boxing Training out of London, UK. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.